It is time. Pour that wine so you are feeling fine. Kick up your feet and take a seat. Fancy a blather? Let's have one together. Hello, 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 and welcome to Fancy a Blather podcast, or I guess welcome back. Um, if you don't know, my name is Kirsty and I am your host. So I just wanted to kick off this week with a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the main episode. So I want to ensure this podcast is more accessible for everyone. So I'm going to be um, finding a way to transcribe my, I think that's what it's called, transcribe my podcast so that people who cannot hear can still read or engage with the podcast in some way. And hopefully those will all be up on my website, which I'm hoping to have live by next week. So yeah stay tuned for that. Okay, so we're going to start off this week with um, something to engage with and then we'll hop into the small wonder of the week and then the poem of the week and then into the episode. So the first thing I want to talk about just quickly, not I suppose it deserves to be spoken about less than quickly, which is slowly, but anyway, um, is the only thing I want you to engage with this week. Please, please, please just take one minute, two minutes out of your day to do this, is the petition to make LGBTQ plus conversion therapy in the UK illegal. Um, I think it's a no-brainer that this should have been illegal a long, long time ago, and I'm absolutely shocked that it's not. So, yeah, I'd really appreciate if you could take the time to sign that petition. It will be linked in the Instagram which is at Fancy Blather in the bio and um, it will also be within the show notes at the very top so please take your time out of your day to sign that petition especially right now it's Pride Month let's celebrate um, by doing something important. Okay so oh just hit my mic also I was going to record this is really off topic another tangent what a surprise um, I was going to record outside today but my laptop's on really low battery so instead I'm sitting with my kitchen door open so it feels like I'm outside and I'm sitting in a bikini but with a sarong on because it's actually not that hot it's like I want to say it's 17 degrees but um welcome to Scott it's probably the Scott- most Scottish thing I've ever done well to be fair I probably say that quite a lot though so yeah I think I'm going to start trying to record outside I quite like it and if it's raining or something maybe I'll just record in a tent but imagine people walking past what is this girl talking to herself in a tent for in the pounding rain. Okay, anyway, right, back on topic, Christy. Okay, so my small wonder of the week this week is um, sun-kissed leaves dancing in the breeze. It's just been really nice recently and like a really nice emeraldy, no, that's the wrong colour, limey, I don't know, like a really nice green leaf. I couldn't tell you what tree, sorry dad, my dad's forester, so I should probably know. Just like when this light of this the sunlight even catches it just right and it just like is dancing in the breeze I just love it so much very enjoyable to watch um anyway so this week's episode is going to be all about Edinburgh or Dunechin if you speak Gaelic sorry if I butchered that um so the poem that I picked for this week is one that I wrote a while ago back in when did I write it back in the 21st of December, what a different world that was, um, called Audrey and it was about me having to move back to Edinburgh after having moved away for a couple of months and yeah it's just about Edinburgh and I's relationship. You know it's a place but I swear people have relationships with places. So let's kick it off with the poem. Audrey I didn't know when I'd see you again four years, loved and lost, right here. Every time I leave, I leave a part of myself behind. My old self lived here. Can I learn to love you again? I watch lives get lost living here. I lost friends and family here. I cried and screamed here. I watched people get married, I saw relationships begin, I laughed and smiled here. No matter how far, you never leave my heart. Life took a turn and now I'm here. 
ready for my next move. I can see myself growing old here, but I also dream of leaving here. The time has come, the streets glow in the winter sun. Old Riki, how I missed you. So good to be back with you. So yeah, that's my poem. It's actually on my poetry website, which you can check out, www.observeabsorbright.com. I have it in the bio. Never really actually shouted myself out. That was funny. So I'm not going to tell you my private account because I work in education and it's private. But um, I'm going to shout out my other accounts. And I do have four Instagram accounts. And I mean, sorry, that's a problem for you then live your life um you have to follow them so my poetry one the one that will have an access to poems like this is called observe absorb write try saying that 10 times really fast and um, on instagram it also has a website my normal blog just kind of random and uh, to be fair it's been pretty inactive recently is called chrissy's curious thoughts and i'm pretty sure that is the website www.chrissyscuriousthoughts.com and I think that the um, handle for Instagram is the same, Chrissy's Curious Thoughts. I mean, I'll put the links in the bio and obviously the podcast is at Fancy of Leather and hopefully we will have a website soon. Anyway, so yeah, um, it's kind of weird reading this back now because now I don't want to leave ever. Oh, I miss Edinburgh even when I'm in it. That was probably the weirdest sentence I've ever said. Um, just before we kick off into the main episode of me just kind of talking about Edinburgh and how much I love it and how much I'm going to miss it, I just wanted to say something quickly, which I think is super important. So I wanted to say Edinburgh is not perfect by any way, shape or form. I do have a very romanticised view of Edinburgh. Some of the time it's something I work hard on not always having there. We do have racist statues around with no explanation as to what they did. We did have slavery. We were colonialists. We hide a lot of our negative history because we would like to celebrate the victories that Scotland had against England. Um, but we also hide a lot of our own Scottish history in schools. We don't teach about it as much as we should. We don't talk about our black history. We don't talk about the fact that slavery existed in Edinburgh and that Scotland was... Um, we're massive colonizers and that is something that needs to be in a discussion needs to be more of a prevalent thing in Edinburgh I suppose um I think I want to do another episode just purely related to the history of different places in Edinburgh and the things that we don't talk about that we should but um for today because I am leaving I am going to give a pretty romanticized view of Edinburgh so I just want to acknowledge that I know I'm doing that and I'm, I do know the other side, but Edinburgh has been good to me in some ways, I suppose. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just kick it off by um, talking a little bit about how I ended up in Edinburgh. So I, well, let's try and cut a long story short because my parents will say pizza, which is my mum's favourite way of saying that I'm rambling. Very impolite now. I don't like the word pizza, so thanks for that, mum. She's probably not even listened this far in. She probably only made it to two minutes, but hi, Dad, I know you're still here. Um, so basically, as a kid, my granddad lived actually in the flat I live in right now. So it has a lot of history, this flat, to me anyway. Um, and we used to visit him a lot at the weekends. I was very close with him. He passed away when I was, I want to say, about eight. It was devastating for me. It was my first ever experience of death as a child. Um, yeah, it was hard and I definitely still miss him to this day. Um, he's my mum's dad and I always want, said when I was younger, oh, I'm going to go to university in Edinburgh, I'm going to live in Edinburgh, I'm going to study abroad in France. I had this whole game plan. I didn't end up studying abroad in France, so I studied abroad in Canada. I do speak French and so on in Canada, so I guess, but I wasn't in that part. Um, and yeah, and I ended up somehow... Edinburgh Napier um, my second year of applying uni but that's another story for another time and I just fell completely in love with Edinburgh but it's kind of a weird city it's a bit like London or I guess how people describe New York but not on the same scale 
you're so in love with it and you're so enamored by it but you don't realize that you're being like run down by it sometimes it's a city where you kind of feel like you should always be doing something and be busy not right now given the current situation which is kind of nice it's like a weird juxtaposition at the moment that's not the right word but we're going to roll with it but normally it's a place where you just like feel like you should be out doing something meeting with someone studying working yada yada everyone just seems like they're always busy you feel like you should be too and it can lead to you being extremely run down so yeah it's a weird relationship I suppose but Edinburgh has for sure the biggest place in my heart without a doubt in my mind and I don't know why but I just feel like I don't want to say I suppose spiritually connected to it and I couldn't tell you why Um, and I have no doubt in my mind that somehow someday I will end up back here and I suppose quickly we're just going to why I'm leaving. I'm leaving because I'm going back to Aberdeen in August, not starting online, but anyway, I'm moving um, to get my PGDE in teaching. And it's time to turn over a new leaf in the adult world. So, yeah, no, it's weird. I've had coffee today, so I'm probably talking really quickly. But I feel quite emotional. But I'm like, Maybe I'll cry during this. Hopefully not, but I was wearing sunglasses earlier as I walked around times at times when I did cry and you would know. But you know, it was obviously just hay fever. Um so yeah, I guess we'll just kind of hop into I just wanted to talk about Edinburgh and like my favourite things about Edinburgh, my favourite places to go. I mean if you're visiting, this is a helpful episode, even if you live here, maybe this is helpful. Maybe you can just listen to this and appreciate Edinburgh and how much you love it at the same time as listening to how much I love. I don't know. Right, anyway, let's let's just get on with it, eh? So the first thing I want to talk about is a couple of local shops in Edinburgh that I highly recommend. I also do want to say, please don't go to branded places here. It's the capital city of Scotland. There's a pub quiz question answer for you. Um, and that means there's lots of... Um, branded shops and things like that around but there's so many local places in Edinburgh so many places with a lot of history as well and I think it's important that we respect that let's stop gentrifying Edinburgh which really has happened to a certain extent so yeah let's shop local focus on the local people um so the first place I want to talk about is Edinburgh Fabrics perfect for all your sewing and embroidery needs um, it's also very well priced, very cool place. Um, the next place, I've actually mentioned this before on a different podcast, but I think I got the name wrong. So um, it's Lee Elizabeth Studio, and Lee's a lovely girl who I worked with once upon a time, and she makes the most incredible jewellery and um, hair pieces and things like that. And I have two of her earrings, and I'm completely and utterly enamoured by them. So you should definitely check out her stuff. And it's all sustainable as well. She only makes things when they're ordered. So there's no waste, which I think is very, very cool. Um, the next place, this is a, I know, a golden oldie. I've loved this place since I was so young. We used to come to Edinburgh as well for my birthday weekend. Armstrong's. So in love. It's a vintage old school store. So crazy in love with Armstrong's. I could spend hours on Armstrong's. And they've actually done days where I'll hop from one Armstrong's to another there's three in the city just and just spend the whole day in all three of them craziness people are probably like that's a bit sad but I don't care I was looking for a good jumpsuit and I did not find one that day but it's fine I, I nearly did but it was too small Um, the next place is Little Miss Katie Cupcake this is another one I've loved since I was so young it's on See, I always mix these up. What is the name of that street? See, my favourite street is Coburn Street. No, maybe that's what it's on. Maybe my favourite street is the other one. I'm just looking it up. Probably could have done this before the podcast. Wouldn't be wrong, but whatever. Here I am. Sorry if you can hear me tapping at my laptop. Um, whilst I'm tapping away. Happy Pride, and remember that um, was a black trans person that started Pride, and that's all I have to say about that. 
It is on Coburn Street. I was right. My favourite street is Victoria Street, I think. And it has absolutely nothing to do with Harry Potter before anyone ever mentions that. We don't talk about Harry Potter on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's on Coburn Street. Okay. And yeah, it's just jewellery and little bits and bobs. And I have loved it since I was very, very little. It has a bike, an old bike outside it, which is a clue to find it. Also, interestingly, it was in the most recent... I don't know, maybe not the most recent, Avengers film, but disguised as a, I believe, as a Turkish takeaway. So there you go. Fun facts in Edinburgh. Um, it's probably also near where they film part of, what's that thing with Vin Diesel? I want to say Top Gear, but that's not what it's called, is it? Top Gun, maybe? I don't know. I wasn't interested and they were just kind of on my way, on my way home. But anyway. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about about shopping in Edinburgh is um, charity shops. I love charity shops. I got a suit from Zara for £3.50, trousers and blazers, fits perfectly, um, in Save the Children charity shop in Morningside. That's definitely one of the best ones to find goodies. They're always packed. Quite a small shop and they seem to always have the best stuff. They actually had a sign saying not to bring any more stuff in because they got so many donations. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot in Morningside. Uh, there's a lot in Newington. Just kind of dotted. There, typically, if you find one charity shop, there's a load around it, so it's quite good. You can just hop from one to the other. Always try things on, though. Um, yeah, that concludes the shops. There's probably way more that I haven't mentioned. I'm just, I just kind of made this list today, so it could be all over the place. Because I am actually supposed to be cleaning my flat today, and it's four o'clock, and I've not done anything. But in my defence, I can listen back to this whilst I'm cleaning. So really, it's a good move. And I was dealing with another issue with my car. What's new? Um, okay, so let's crack on into cafes. My favourite part of Edinburgh. I adore local cafes. Not, I don't ever go to Starbucks or Costa anywhere if I can avoid it in any country. I just, I just don't like what they stand for, just not it for me. So many local cafes around and I really think that we should support them and typically they have better coffee for better prices. Yeah, I actually just realised I left one off this list so I'm going to say it first. Um, I believe it's called Artisan Coffee. I used to go there in the morning before work. It's not the cheapest but they do have really good coffee. It's kind of Edinburgh prices. I mean I haven't really said that yet but yeah, Edinburgh's not the cheapest place to live but you get used to it. It's funny because it is like there's a lot of universities around but still an expensive place to live so yeah artisan coffees cafe artisan cafe artisan coffee i think it's coffee is probably one of my top places it was right near my old work so i loved it um and they have pan raisins no doubt um the size of my head the best thing in the morning before you work with children just couldn't imagine anything better and their coffee is out of this world um okay the next one so next one is honeycomb and co it's actually in the same area which is handy so that's all in the what was that area called Brunsfield is that Brunsfield area maybe that's a Brunsfield area could be the Brunsfield area um honeycomb and co is not <laughs> again not cheap but the cutest cafe of all time and right now they're doing this really cool thing where they're like selling drinks and stuff for picnics I mean I haven't done that myself but I do I do think it's a really cool cute idea and um, they've got like little bottles of champagne and things like that I just think it's so cute I mean that goes to show how, how posh that area is but um I haven't bought any of those things but they have an iced honeycomb latte that is out of this world they also do really good um dirty oat milk chai latte they also have a biscoff coffee or um if you're me, you can call it the correct name, which is Speculus, because it's Belgian, and I am a massive Biscoff fan, or Speculus fan. I have, um, I think I currently have six jars in my cupboards, but I do eat it. I just got given a lot once for birthdays and Christmases. So yeah. Um, their food is also incredible. They have a really nice donut, and they also do really good scones. Their donut is the honeycomb white chocolate ganache or something like that I don't really know they're scones so are only £1.50 which I think is quite cheap for a scone 
I can't remember what I had, but it was really nice. Cheese, maybe? Probably cheese. Anyway, I think I've spoken about that one enough. Um, you're probably going to get to the end of this and be like, she only talked about cafes for most of it, so I'm going to move on. Uh, the next one is Hula. Hula's a healthy cafe. They now have two locations in Fountain Bridge and in the Grass Market. And I adore Hula. It's great for hot weather or if you have a cold or if you just want something healthy. I went there for my birthday, actually, so that's how much I like it. I'm going to keep going because I know this cuts out after half an hour and I have to record again. So I'm going to put the charity spot in there. And I don't really know why I'm telling you all of this stuff, but um, I am. Okay, next. Uh, Milkman Coffee is actually just opposite Little Miss Katie Cupcake and a little bit further down the road. Um, Sydney and Maddie from Canada and also Daniel from Canada if you're listening or Jabiru, Chickadee and Digit if you're listening. That is the cafe that we went to for 10 minutes before I had to get an Uber to uni because it's going to be late. Long story. Anyway, yeah, Milkman Coffee is really nice. It's really small though. So I'd say you probably end up drinking your coffee to take away or outside there. Um, okay, keep going, Hersey. Come on, come on. Um, black Medicine Coffee. Only thing about Black Medicine is it's very University of Edinburgh, which is not, well, I am from Napier, so obviously there's a rivalry, but it's not really a big problem. It's just very busy during like uni times. So you want to try and go there when it's not so packed because like groups of people would be there working. So it's like opposite. I don't know what's opposite. Some of their campus, but I don't know which building. So, yeah, but I really, really like it there. They have really good chilli. Con Carney. Um, next. Oh, one of my favourites of all time. Love Crumbs. Love Crumbs cakes, which I believe are made in Nice Time Bakery, are out of this world. If you're in Edinburgh right now in lockdown, I don't know why I'm talking so fast. If Because <laughs> I'm trying to get like, all this done before the half an hour is up. If you're in Edinburgh during lockdown, they've just opened for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I think. It's 11 till 2 or 11 till 3 at Nice Times Bakery, which is near Haymarket. Look at me spouting all this information. Um, so you should check them out. They have the most incredible cinnamon buns, cakes. Their coffee is also really nice. And they also normally host really cool poetry evenings. Shout out um, Love Crumbs. If you want to invite me to one of those, that would be fabulous thank you so much um what a self-plug right there <laughs> okay we've got like three cafes to go we can do it okay the next one brew lab and um, brew lab's near black medicine but for some reason it's not as busy which is nice it can be busy and um, i've met my friends i don't know why i'm telling you all this my friends hannah and nicole hi hannah i'm like just shouting people out now in um Brew Lab a couple of times. Actually, probably just want. And I really liked it. It's nice, quite spacious. Um, good coffee again. Don't really have much else to say about it. And oh no, I've lost my note. Oh, here we go. Um, spoon. Spoon's a classic. If you want a fun fact, even though I said we were never going to talk about Harry Potter in this podcast because I'm not really a big fan. I'm really sorry. Please don't stop listening. Please don't stop listening. Please. Is that right? That's a double negative. Please keep listening. There we go, I'll fix it. Um, yeah, please um, keep listening, even if you're a Harry Potter fan. But fun fact is that most of Harry Potter was actually written in Spoon and not written in the Elephant Cafe, which is a rip-off cafe that I don't really like because it's not very good and it's also expensive and it's just a tourist trap. Um, sorry, not, no, don't say that again. I was going to say that awful phrase, but I stopped myself. Um, yeah, but Spoon doesn't get any of the touristy stuff from it because they changed owners multiple times. But Spoon's actually a really nice little cafe, and I'm pretty sure one of them even has, like, a little piano or something in it. Could be wrong. Maybe I made that up. But um, highly recommend Spoon. And who knows, maybe I'll go there and write write my book, my multi-million dollar I don't, why did I say dollar? Multi-million pounds series. No thanks, I don't actually want that much money. Anyway, we're not talking about that anymore. But I suppose if you are like a big... No, never mind, don't say that, Kirstie. That's not nice. Uh, we're just going to move on. Um, and then last cafe I'm going to mention for... I suppose there's one more after that, but it's kind of in the food sector. 
is um, this one isn't um, isn't local, so apologies for that. But um, it's Waterstones. Normally, wouldn't include water like a, lo a non-local place, but Water Waterstones has one of the best view. Oh my god, goodness, views in Edinburgh. Um, if you get the right seat in the cafe, it's great for studying. It has a view over the castle, which is really nice on a sunny day, on a rainy day, on all days. Edinburgh looks really nice in the rain, actually. I actually think I prefer it in the rain, because it's not as busy. And also, I've recently fallen in love with a, maybe not with a socially distanced Edinburgh, but with a much quieter Edinburgh. Something I could get used to, but I don't want to get used to the coronavirus, so complicated. Okay, um, I think we're going to pause here and hop to the charity spot, and then I'll be back in a minute. Hi guys, so I'm just popping in for our charity spot of the week. So this week I wanted it to be something local to Edinburgh. So I focused on a charity called The Welcoming. So The Welcoming's mission is to welcome newcomers, build community and learn together. And they want to achieve a diverse and inclusive Scotland where everyone feels welcome and can achieve their potential. And I think that's a great start to Edinburgh being more, um, well, welcoming, being more open to others and doing better as a community to accept people from all walks of life. So um, you can volunteer with the welcoming. I know that right now it's a little bit different because obviously everything's virtually. Um, you can donate or you can just raise awareness. Just let people know about it. Maybe there's people you know that could benefit from it. So you can check out more about the welcoming at www.thewelcoming.org. That is www.thewelcoming.org thewelcoming.org. Okay, we're back. Now we're going to talk about food. I'd also just like to say, I know that we're like halfway through this, but I would just like to say there's probably so many more places to check out in Edinburgh than everything I name because, yeah, I just wrote this down today and I probably have places, heck, I probably missed off like my favourite places. So, you know, in the future, maybe I'll, maybe I'll add those on. And I am really sorry, I do feel like I'm talking really fast, maybe it's in my head, but I did have a coffee this morning, and I don't know why I keep saying that, but sometimes when I have a coffee, I'm like a Duracell bunny, or like um, that squirrel from, I think it's Hoodwinked, or the throwback film. Yeah, I'm just like, Aah! so yeah, apologies. I'll try my best to slow down. Okay. So these are just a couple of food places. There's probably a lot more, but if I'm being totally honest, most of my time in Edinburgh I've spent cooking at home. So I haven't really experienced um, food out a lot unless my dad comes to visit and has bought me dinner. Thanks dad, I love the dinners out. But these are just a couple of classics, a couple of favorites. Two of them are takeaways, shocker, not really. Oh, there's not, no, three of them are takeaways. Okay, so there's probably, uh, there's way more takeaways on this that I like, but I'm not going to say them all because then people will be like, oh my goodness, do you just eat takeaways? But I have lived here for five years, well, four and a bit, four and a half or something. So it's not like I ate them all last week. Okay, anyway, moving on. So the first one I'm going to talk about is one that's kind of a cafe as well, which is Elephant and Bagel. They do like a really good, it's a chai, it has a weird name, it's not a chai latte, it's like there's another name for it. I can't remember, it saved my life, so I'm sorry. It's the one that has a weird name on the coffee um, menu inside, I know, really helpful. Just tell them that and they'll be like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, Elephant Bagel, um, delicious, great. It's near Festival Theatre um, and their bagels are out of this world and I'm really back into bagels recently um okay I guess next we'll talk about three my top three takeaways that's what we'll call it so my top three takeaways in Edinburgh are I suppose are they in this order yeah probably number one actually I recently found one but it's become the top Benedict um it's a Mexican takeaway I live in the Blackford area, so these all live in the Blackford area, just FYI. Um, yeah, their nachos just 
heaven on earth. Um, number two, Bonnie Brito, another Mexican place. Um, their chili con carne is really, really nice. And number three is Doe, which is a pizza place. And yeah, their pizza is just really good. Um, I believe these are all local, as far as I'm aware, but they're not branded. Um, I don't really have that many restaurants then, which is really bad, because I actually think there's way more than what I've written here. But I'm just going to tell you about these two, because they're the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. So the first one is a no-brainer one that definitely would be my top. It's a vegetarian slash vegan Indian place called the Kalpana. Um, it's near, it's opposite St. Patrick's Square. I don't know why I'm telling you the location of all these places, but, you know, just your local tour guide here. Um, highly recommend. It's so, so delicious. Um, that's a family favourite, actually. And then the other place, the only other place I could think of was Meltmongers, which is like a grilled cheese place. It's really random, but they do lots of different types of grilled cheese and they're um I think they're technically in Brunsfield. I don't know if you still call it they're opposite the meadows kind of. I don't know why I put that in, but they they are really nice. They just like they are quite heavy, obviously, but yeah, I guess the only other place I want to mention is Luca's ice cream. Luca's is just great ice cream. My mum would say that it's the best ice cream she's ever ever had. But I disagree because Stuart Towers is the best I've ever had but she grew up with Lucas, I grew up with Stuart Towers, so that's probably how that works. But Lucas is, is probably second best. Um, yeah, they have killer ice cream. They're also really near my university campus, so 24-hour computing centre. Well, are they open till 9? Yeah, they're open late, like 8pm ice cream. Whilst dissertation studying, just what you need. There's probably other restaurants, but my brain's just not with it today. I can't think of any. I haven't been to a restaurant so long. I know. Hmm. Is there anything I can think of right now? There is a new, a new place. This isn't. This is a cafe, but it sells ice cream called Maytree in Brunsfield, which I want to try that I haven't tried because they used to be the chocolate tree, and that was my favourite place in Edinburgh because they did a white hot chocolate with rose in it, but um, and it was the best thing I've ever drank. But they are longer in existence and I haven't been to the other one so I can't tell if it's good or not. I mean you can go and tell me if it's good or not. Tell me if they still have that drink. Anyway, stop yammering on Kirsty. Next, spots. I just called this spots. Local spots. Like things to do I guess. Oh, do you know what I should have added that I didn't. I'm just going to throw this in right now. A couple of like arty places. That's a really bad term to use. Oh, I'm gonna go with any places to visit or go to. I don't know whatever you want to say. There's a few. So up first, um, the Festival Theatre has some really good shows. So does the Lyceum. So does King's Theatre, and so does the Traverse. And there's probably more that I'm not thinking. Usher Hall obviously has some good shows. And um, yeah, those are theatres. Then cinemas have the wonderful Dominion, um, which is like fancy seats, real comfy seats, not the cheapest, but it's nice. I like it there. The Cameo, which puts on old films and is really cool. And that's all I can think of off the top of my head. And then there's a modern art museum. I think that's what it's called. I can't remember where it is, but it's really nice. I took my friend Maisie from Australia there once. And I don't know the name of it, but you should go there. Just type in modern art or something, it'll probably come up. Um, National Museum, which is free. Um, that's a fun day out. And um, where else is there? There's somewhere else that was in my head. Oh, um, the Portrait Gallery. Um, I'm not sure if it's open or not. There's another gallery as well that I went to with Sophie Mine, but I don't remember what it's called. There's, yeah, there's a couple of nice galleries. There's one that they're like in the process of doing up, which is, I don't know what that is. It's just an art gallery, I think. I couldn't be sure though. I'm not very good at things like that. And then one other place that, that's gone out of my head now. What was I going to say? This is welcome to living alone in lockdown. I like talk to people on the phone and then go, I forgot what I was going to tell you. 
Oh, I remembered. This is a really random one, so I'm just going to throw it in now. Um, Marcus Poolhall. <laughs> this is so random. We used to be sponsored by them when we played basketball. They, they're really cool. I think we were also, triathlon went there as so. well. And I also had the best chai latte I've ever had there. Um, but the next time I went, it wasn't as good. So must have just been the barista. But anyway, check out Marcus Poolhall if you're in town. Oh, there's one more. There's a cafe near there. What's it called? Oh, Sugar Puffs. What is the name of it? It's a garden centre cafe, kind of. It's genius. And you know what? I think that I Instagrammed about it um, once because we took photos there and they were really nice and they'd only recently opened and they told us to tag them. And by we, I mean Cecilia and I, because Cecilia was taking the photos. But now I can't remember the name of it and that's really annoying because I actually want to buy plants from them when they open. And now people are probably like, Kirsty, what are you talking about? Oh, here's the photo. Oh, and I thought I'd put the place. <laughs> I don't even see it. So now I've got to go to another account and see if I can find it that way. That's really annoying. What is it called? I want to say it's like urban. Now I'm just scrolling through my Instagram whilst recording a podcast. I'm self-absorbed. But I am looking for something, I promise. Urban something, maybe? I say Urban Renewal, but that's the name of the brand up. That's the name of Urban Outfitters Vintage Clothing. No, oh come on, Christy, get it together. Um, where is it? What is the name of this cafe? People listening to this are probably like, get on with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Okay, we're just going to keep going with other places and I'll try and find it online instead. So, the other place I want to talk about, I want to start off by talking about my favourite spot in Edinburgh. Um, I suppose for, like, sentimental value more than anything else. Oh, I forgot about Urban Angel. That's also another really nice cafe. It does good brunch. See what I mean? I just keep going off topic. Is it Grow Urban? Might be Grow Urban. I think it's Grow Urban. Oh, that looks right. Go closer. Zoom in, please. Yes, it is. It's Grow Urban. Here you go. Check it out. Very nice place. Right. I'm so sorry about this. I'm just keeping it real, you know. Raw and real. Chris Taylor. It's a new new name. Going to rebrand. Um. Yeah. As I was saying. One of my favourite places in Edinburgh, I don't think it's talked about enough, personally. It's all about Arthur's Seat. Arthur's Seat is fun, but if you're up Arthur's Seat, you can't see Arthur's Seat. So you're missing a key part of Edinburgh skyline. So I'm going to talk about Blackford Hill. Blackford Hill is the place to visit in Edinburgh. I sound like their PR manager. I don't know why a hill would have a PR manager, but... Um, yeah, Blackford Hill, Blackford Pond, that area. Beautiful. Not such a long walk. You can see the fireworks on New Year's Eve. People go there for a drink, but it's not too busy. Um, yeah, and I don't know what else to say, but I just really love it. And that's where I used to go with my granddad growing up. So that's another reason I love it. And that's where a swan attacked me as a kid. But it's okay, we won't talk about that. But Blackford Hill, go there. Drive from, not right now, because we're in the middle of the world pandemic, but in the future, drive from wherever you are and go to Blackford Hill. Fly if you have to. Take a boat, walk, cycle, run. Okay, anyway, moving on. So some other places that are really cool in Edinburgh. This one's so random. There's like a street in Morningside. I don't even know the history behind it. Called Wild West. And it literally is just a street in Morningside that looks like the Wild West. Bizarre. Very, very cool. But it is at the end of the day just a street. So maybe you're not that into that. Um, there's Crammond Island. I've actually been to Crammond so many times, but I've never actually ma made it across the island. I don't know. I just never really have looked at the tide times. Obviously, look at the tide times and make sure you don't get stuck. Um, apparently, it's not great for, great for swimming, though, because it's, um, it's the water's quite dirty around there and muddy. It's not very sand-like. Um, yeah, where else? Water of Leith. Very beautiful. Great for cycling, running, walking, all that jazz. Very nice. I, there's obviously a thing to do with water, which I've mentioned before. Dean Village, which also <laughs> has water running through it. That's really nice. Really old, old architecture. There's also a theme that I'm just really into architecture, especially old stuff. Stockbridge. 
Stockbridge is just where I wish I could afford to live. And um, of course, you can't talk about Stockbridge without talking about the Stockbridge Market. Highly recommend Stockbridge Market. I don't know when it will reopen, but when it does, you should really go. There's another really good food market that I, which is the one that I actually go to, which is, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically on, I don't know what's the name of that street. Oh, I'm falling apart. It's, it's like behind Usher Hall, like underneath the castle. Another good place to see the fireworks if you don't want to pay for a street ticket. Go to that car park where that farmer's market is and you can see them from the side and the music's so loud you can hear anyway so and there's quite a few people that go there and then you sing old lang syne and it's a good old time that rhymed who did it i don't know um next place portobello obviously on a sunny day portobello is a little bit stressful portobello is great for open water swimming obviously right now changing i mean no one's traveling right now anyway but if you live around here, obviously right now you cannot change in the changing rooms at Portobello. So either bring something to cover up the windows for your car and change in your car or, um, I don't know, invest in a changing robe or something like that. You can actually get them pretty cheap online because um, open water swimming in Portobello is out of this world. It's really, really nice. Um, Wardy Bay, that's another open water swimming spot. As you can see there's a theme. The cycle to Portobello, normally really nice. Oh, there's ambience going past. It's normally really nice. And um, yeah, I would recommend, but personally, I haven't cycled it in a while because last time I did, I got hit by a car. But you know, it's fine. Everything's fine now. My bike is fixed and paid for. I'm fine. My knee is scarred. But other than that, we're all good. Um, I was wearing a helmet before anyone says anything and I was absolutely in the right and it was dealt with but <laughs> I'm not so keen on Portobello cycling wise but it is a nice cycle there the only problem with Edinburgh is often you have to go off the cycle paths onto road to then go back onto the cycle paths um, and I would rather there was just a cycle path the whole way there because people in Edinburgh are particularly bad for um, not having any road awareness when it comes to cyclists I've nearly been hit more than once um, whilst in a cycle lane. And yeah, that time I was hit. So good times. Please don't let that put you off though. Just walk. You can just get off your bike and walk the road bits. But anyway, Portobello, nice place. The canal is also a nice area to cycle and walk. And you can cycle all the way to, what's it called? Bonaire? No, just butchered that. Bonaire? Bonaire? Why can't I say it now? Normally I can say it fine. But anyway, you can cycle down there and it's nice. I think they have a couple of cafes there and you can cycle back. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going on loads of tangents, but I'm just reminiscing my time in Edinburgh. Once I was cycling the canal, oh, it was a day and a half, I decided to cycle to um, Sight Hill for a basketball game. And by the time I got there, I was so tired that I didn't even want to play. And on the way there, um, you're supposed to ding at the canal every time before you go through under a bridge because there isn't enough space for two people to go under a bridge at the same time. And I dung, what, what time is that? Ding, dinged? My bell. And you wait to see if you hear another one and I did not. So then I went and then there was a guy coming towards me. And at this point, it's too late to do anything. So I was on the right side and he was on the canal side. So I just pushed myself into the wall to try and help him still be able to get through. And he cycled, this is so bad, I shouldn't be laughing at this. <laughs> it's his fault, you should ding, ding dong, whatever you want to say, his bell. He cycled right into the canal. Oh gosh, I'm a terrible person for laughing at that. I felt horrible, horrific. I was not laughing at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Can I help? Let me help you. I've actually got a towel in my bag, set a towel in case I showered up. It's like, hold on, I was like, do you want to borrow it? But his like young son, teenager son, was like killing himself laughing behind him. It was making it so hard not to laugh. And then he was like, no, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But kind of like looking at me like it was my fault. And I was like, I didn't do anything. Um, yeah, but I felt so bad. And then it turns out his phone was in his pocket. And he was like, oh, my gosh, my phone, my phone. But his son couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, do you need me to do anything? And then eventually he was like, no, it's fine. On you go. And I was like, OK. And then on the way there, it turns out I had a slow puncture. And then on the way back, I um, got another puncture on my other wheel. So yeah, good times in Edinburgh. 
Oh, that's so funny though. That's terrible. So there's a fun story for you. I'm sure there'll be many more of those in the podcast as time goes through. Time goes through. What is what is going on with me today? As time goes on. I've literally only had a smoothie to drink, but maybe it had alcohol in it. Maybe there was something being spiked in a nice smoothie by myself. Um, anyway, so where did we get to? Um, yeah, so another good place is Wardy Bay for open water swimming. I've not been there that much. Oh, I've got another food place in the wrong place. Um, Mary's Milk Bar is another good place for ice cream. It's in the grass market. It's really nice and it's local and they do really cool flavours. I think they also actually have white hot chocolate. Um, so recommend. Okay, we're on to the last part. I probably, otherwise, we'll talk about this all day long. I want to not keep you for too much longer. Not that I'm keeping you because you can just turn this off whenever you want. And I'm sure my mum and dad have turned it off long before now because my dad said, one hour, that's far too long, that. I'm not watching that. So he's probably not here anymore. Anyway, um, libraries. Edinburgh's got some killer libraries. First of all, the National Library of Scotland, which has every single book written by a Scottish person. Also, they try to have as many written by Scottish people that don't live here and people who live here now who didn't before making it do you know what I mean like there's lots of different and I thought surely they can't have every single book so I tested it out and my one of my best friends dad hi Ian I don't think Ian's listening but if he is how's it going um wrote a book about our local church because he was the minister at the time and about like rebuilding it and making it more sustainable and that book was in the National Library of Scotland mind-blowing crazy madness absolute madness so the first thing I'm doing when I get published is going to the National Library of Scotland to be honest um yeah and then the, just the public libraries they're all around town my favorite is the central library but there's loads all about town um you just type them into the council website uh right now they're obviously not open but they do have ebooks and things like that and then we're going to finish it off of course with some local bookshops um there's so many that I've just put a couple that I are my, I'm going to say my rider dies, but it's a weird thing to say about a bookshop. My my current favourites, um, at the top of the list at the moment, is Lighthouse Books. Massive. I've actually shouted them out before on this podcast. Really, they should sponsor me. Um, so, yeah, Lighthouse Books, I definitely recommend checking out. I believe they're opening again for browsing soon so that's exciting um, and then Golden Gate Books which I want to say is like near Stockbridge I feel like it is um, it's like I feel like it's not far from no that's I wanna, no is that I was going to say is it not, not far from Circus Lane but maybe I've made that up Circus Lane's a nice street to look at as well lots of nice streets in Edinburgh um, yeah Topping Co Topping and Co bookshop um, they're not like well, they are, I would consider them still local, but they do have um, two other places, St Andrews and I can't remember where the other one is. I hope Aberdeen, because that's where I'm moving to, but I feel like it's not. Um, I think they probably have one in England. Um, they have really cool events on, though, and they're a really nice shop, and they're massive. And then, lastly, a personal favourite, armchair books. I could just spend all day in armchair books. They've got really, really old, nice second-hand books, um, and they've one of those bookshops that you go in and it's just filled from the floor to the ceiling and every single place you look is books everywhere you look oh there's another one I can't remember the name of it there's another one like that that has a downstairs that's next to my mum's cousin's shop oh I should shout out that my mum's cousin's shop Terry and um, she owns a vintage shop um yeah antique shop um it's called Cabaret I'm pretty sure um so yeah, check that out. She does have really cool stuff. It's really nice. It's not massive, so at the moment, probably when, like when they reopen, it'll probably just be like one person at a time. But it's really nice there, and a little shout out for Terry. Um, and then yeah, there's a bookshop near there. That's where Love Crumbs is as well. But I can't remember the name of it. But that's nice too. It's nice in there. Taking photos in the basement there. I don't know if the guy know, knows that we did that, but it's just just photos. Um, yeah. That concludes my um, talk about Edinburgh. 
there's one housekeeping thing I forgot to mention. I'm going to mention now before I talk quickly about what I'm currently reading for the end of the episode, which is that last week I said something about monetizing the podcast because I want to be able to give what I earn from it to whatever charity I'm highlighting for the week. But um, I haven't worked out how to do that yet because I thought I could do it on this website, but I can't because I'm not American and I don't live in America. So um, I'm still trying to work out how to do that. But once I do, then there will be ads. So now at the moment, there's just a charity spot, which is not really an ad. Um, Yeah, so just to finish off the week, the book that I am currently reading, I've actually just finished it, is called And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. I am the world's biggest Agatha Christie fan and I can't wait, well, probably not the world's biggest, but I can't wait for um, libraries to open again because I'm really just not an ebook kind of gal and um, to read more Agatha Christie because I've somehow when I was younger I got rid of the copies that I did have and I'm really annoyed at myself. But if anyone wants to send me Agatha Christie books, I'd also be very happy. We could do a book swap. I don't know how many books I want to swap right now, but let me find some. Yeah, this one this one is actually from the library, but obviously I can't give it back. But so good. Agatha Christie is just one of those books that you just can't put down. And I adore it. And I actually saw, I think I saw, and then there were none live. Yeah, one of my friend's dads acted in it. And he was incredible. And it was a really good play. But yeah, um, I'm yammering so much right now. So I'm going to... end the episode and um, I have a really exciting episode coming next week and I'm also working on an exciting other project related to the podcast so stay tuned for that and yeah so thank you so much for listening this week and don't forget to tune in every Thursday for a new episode at 6pm British summertime and don't forget to follow at Fancy Blather on Instagram okay bye have a good week <laughs>